0: Welcome to worship at Seattle Mennonite Church. We worship on the traditional territory of the Duwamish people here in Seattle, who though they are alive and well and making significant contributions to our community, um, culturally, they are, they are not still not federally recognized. So we give thanks to our creator for their and for the stewardship of all indigenous people that they have taken care of this land for generations upon generations and pray that they will receive the federal federal recognition that they are seeking. Uh, Many of us acknowledge our place on this land by paying real rent, and our congregation does that as well. If you you haven't already checked out that opportunity, I encourage you to do that. We are still in Eastertide as a worshiping congregation. And this Eastertide, we are exploring the post-resurrection experiences of Jesus' followers In the very very early church, before it really was quite a church yet, Uh, but it's the formation of that early Jesus-following community and how that spread across the Mediterranean and beyond. And today is the great—we'll hear about a great debate between those early followers of Jesus who were talking about: Do we do you need to follow exactly the law of Moses, the laws of Judaism, to be a follower of Jesus? They disagreed. Profoundly on what it meant. Um, can outsiders outsiders be welcomed into into the faith without being Jewish first? So that's that's where we're going today. I invite you as we begin worship. You may join me in this invocation, this call to worship. Uh, I will speak it. You are welcome to speak it along with me. <clears throat> Let us pray. You who open doors and dismantle barriers, open our hearts to praise you, that we might live the full truth of who we are, that we might live as neighbors and friends, no longer strangers and enemies. Open our hearts to the transforming power of your love, that we might forgive and reconcile, making peace and learning war no more, that we might be your people, one body and one spirit, to tell your grace to all the world. We pray in the name of the one who walked among us as brother and as friend, amen.
1: We'll sing through three times. Mm-hmm. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You alone, your peace Hallelujah. come and fill our hearts with your peace you are
2: friends. It is my pleasure to welcome Lauren Lawson to worship this morning. Lauren, I think, is probably one of the most long-standing community partners we have had in community ministry, perhaps going back at least a decade, I would say, when students of seattle university who were doing a community assessment in lake city happened to walk by gla in the old house and saw a party going on in the backyard (laughs) and wandered on over and uh, introduced themselves and their interest in in doing a a nursing uh, community health project with us through the seattle university and sold that connection to lauren i don't even know if it was much of a sell lauren was totally supportive of her students direction and directive and that has led to a constant and continuous partnership with Seattle University. It led to a three-year pilot project of medical respite uh, that we ran out of a hotel on Aurora for three years, a grant that Lauren wrote and a program she directed And now she's got a new hat. She has left Seattle University, and she is working at the Oaks 24-7 shelter as our public health uh, nurse. And so we invite her into this space today to just give us a a brief word of what that is all about and how it is going. Welcome, Lauren.
3: Thank you. I'm really honored to be part of this whole process and to be present with you today to talk about what I do. it's uh, been ex- an exciting trans- um, transformation, I think, in terms of having people in indoors and watching them, even though it's been a couple of weeks, just watching them slowly uh, kind of settle in and get a sense of who they are inside. And so my role as a public health nurse has been to, I've been assessing the guests' health and their needs. Um, to first is to get an idea as they settle in what it is they're going to need. And then, uh, and this is include like connecting people with primary care and following up with a lot of ongoing issues. So once they're inside and they're settled in, people can actually start to address some of their health issues that they sometimes didn't even acknowledge. So I'm helping guests like one gentleman has had a need of eye surgery, cataract surgery, and so he's been able to get one surgery done, and he's having another, a more intensive one done on Monday. And he would not have been able to do that unless he, to, particularly the recovery part now that, he, now that he's inside. And then another guest, I'm helping him to reconnect with diabetic, with a diabetic clinic, something he hadn't followed up for for years. So just ha- coming inside, being someplace and having the support, people are starting to connect to um, getting better health. We, I'm also addressing the general health of the um, shelter, so, my first step was to get the um, shoreline fire department in to get everybody COVID vaccines, or most everybody COVID vaccines, so that just starting there and basis of health, <clears throat> and we'll do other things uh, looking at the general health of our uh, the community of people, and um, it, another thing that I like looking forward to things that we need to address is um, most people have not had any dental care for years, and so trying to look for partnerships with dental. Other dental agencies. So I'm looking forward to, you know, looking forward to um, other um, community partners that we need to connect with to meet other healthcare needs. So it's been my honor to be part of this whole process. And thank you for inviting me to come and talk about it. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, Lauren.
0: We light our peace candle this week and every week. We acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in God's vision for a just peace for all of creation. Uh, the oaks is meeting, it's like a taste of what God's dream is for just peace for all people and all of creation. But there are still so many people who are living outside in encampments, and today I name the longing that I, that we all have, that people have their needs met as people are being swept and having encounters with law enforcement. We pray, God, that you would protect people and their homes outside, protect their health, protect and provide for them the resources that they need to care for their bodies and spirits. And may we, neighbors of those living outside, uh, See them as our neighbors and members of our community. And together we pray. We long for a just peace. We pray for a just peace. And we choose to live for a just peace. May peace be with you.
4: And also with you.
0: For our children's time this morning, um, I was thinking about a story that we're going to hear from Acts a little bit later, a story of a big tangle. It's a story of a big fight between people in the church. So there's thinking about that and the tangle of how people are feeling and thinking and not knowing what to do or to think and how messy that feels. I just thought, I'm just going to make a mess. I'm going to make a mess with the marker, a big tangled mess. But then the story goes on to talk about how, The mess gets worked out, and how God's Spirit starts working to make something wonderful in the community. So I thought, I wonder if we could make this tangled mess something lovely by making patterns, by making lines, by adding colors. Sometimes I like to do something like this just to think about think about how colors work together and how different patterns look. Sometimes I like to do this if I'm feeling all tangled up inside and Just need to let my hands move
5: and create something to help me feel more calm and more at ease. And as I'm doing it,
0: the tangle inside starts feeling a little bit less tangled. and a little bit more beautiful and untangled. If you were doing this at home or if you are doing this at home, something else you could add to this kind of doodle is maybe names of people that you're tangled up with or names of people who themselves are feeling all tangled up. You could add people that you want to share God's blessing with. You can add lots of different colors and shapes. And I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm just letting my pen do what it's doing i to do it pretty quickly for us this morning too, so that we can see a beautiful outcome from something that was all tangled up and use as many different colors and shapes as possible. Somewhere along the line, unfortunately, my black and my red went missing. So I'm feeling like I don't have the full rainbow, but I do have quite a bit.
5: Few more, few more spots to fill up.
0: I like, I like green the most myself. I should have done it all in green. any orange yet. Maybe I'll do another sunshine with rays.
5: Oh, just a couple more, a little more yellow. Oh, don't have any blue in here. Do one more with blue, and then we're done. Let's see the waves for blue. And there we go.
0: Something that was just a big tangle <clears throat> turned into something beautiful. So When we hear the story a little bit later, we can listen for how something that was tangled up turned into
5: something that was a blessing.
1: There's a wideness in God's mercy, like the whiteness of the sea. There's a kindness in God's justice, which is more than liberty. There is welcome for the sinner, and more graces for the good mercy with the Savior, there is healing in his blood. But we make God's love too narrow by the limits of our own, and we magnify its strictness with a Savior God. broader than the measures of the mind, and the heart of the eternal is most wonderfully kind. For uh, if our love were but more simple, we should
0: this morning is from Acts 15, 1 through 18. Some people came down from Judea, teaching the family of believers, unless you are circumcised, according to the custom we received from Moses, you can't be saved. Paul and Barnabas took sides against these Judeans and argued strongly their position. The church at Antioch appointed Paul and Barnabas and several others from Antioch to go up to Jerusalem to set this question before the apostles and the elders. The church sent this delegation on their way. They traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, telling stories about the conversion of the Gentiles to everyone. The reports thrilled the brothers and sisters. When they arrived in Jerusalem, The church, the apostles, and the elders all welcomed them. They gave a full report of what God had accomplished through their activity. Some believers among the Pharisees stood up and claimed, the Gentiles must be circumcised. They must be required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders gathered to consider the matter. After much debate, Peter stood and addressed them. Fellow believers, you know that early on, God chose me from among you as the one whom the Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and come to believe. God, who knows people's deepest desires and thoughts, confirmed this by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as God did to us. God made no distinction between us and them, but purified their deepest thoughts and desires through faith. Why then are you now challenging God by placing a burden upon the shoulders of these disciples that neither we nor our ancestors could bear? On the contrary, we believe that we and they are saved in the same way by the grace of the Lord Jesus. The entire assembly fell quiet as they listened to Barnabas and Paul describe all the signs and the wonders that God did among the Gentiles through their activity. When Barnabas and Paul also fell silent, James responded. Fellow believers, listen to me. Simon reported how in his kindness, God came to the Gentiles in the first place to raise up from them a people of God. The prophet's words agree with this as it is written. After this, I will return and I will rebuild David's fallen tent. I will rebuild what has been torn down. I will restore it. So that the rest of humanity will seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who belong to me, the Lord says, the one who does these things known from the earliest time. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God.
4: Thanks be to God. The entire book of Acts, and today's portion, today's story, uh, very much included in that. But the entire book of Acts is about a community. It's about communities that are in transition. It's about communities trying to figure out and find a way together after Jesus has come and gone. It's about finding a way together through comings together and through partings, through clarifying ministries and their sense of call together, through holding on to what was most essential, and creating space for what was emerging through sorting and discerning. This is a community in the book of Acts doing improv, wrestling with important issues and claiming adaptability as they sought to form and reform and transform all in the service of following Jesus together as they were empowered by the Holy Spirit, who you may recall from our act series last summer is the main character in the book of Acts. And this is a story, the story from Acts that is repeated across time and space in the 2000 years since then. Just last Sunday, we gathered with some newcomers for some storytelling about Seattle Mennonite Church's story. And I got to again hear Anne Marchand and Jonathan uh, take the lead in telling the story of this congregation and hearing Anne talk about that story of this congregation's early journeying through across the swath of this city. And uh, she just really told well that story of those first sacred years of becoming. This is a story of becoming that has continued in all the years since and continues to this day. We too are a community that's finding our way together. And today, Melanie and Jonathan will be sharing with us a story from our communities becoming.
2: Thank you, Megan. We certainly identify with the dynamics in this scripture as you so well described. Uh, from getting involved in community ministry at an early stage of developments of development, there were so many questions, um, there were so many mistakes made (laughs) and there was lots of grace uh, experienced with lots of abundance, an abundance of grace. Uh, From then to now is hardly recognizable, 14 years, although the work is the same, centering the experience of marginalized people in our communities. So we brought uh, this morning some things that we, Melanie and I, can talk about.
6: We can talk about the messiness of ministry, working out roles and expectations, and remembering the early days with Marsha, Marion, and Linda in the office.
2: We can talk about our very first day of work at Seattle Mennonite Church, which was a memorial service for Karen who died of cancer cancer after living on the streets of Lake City.
6: We can talk about having one day a week of stop, drop and roll and spending many hours hanging out with folks on the street, mediating, storytelling, listening.
2: We can talk about our neighbourhood of Lake City, um, a community in transition from anger and frustration and resistance to grasping for real solutions to end homelessness.
6: We can talk about the blessing of shared ministry in a multi-faith context.
2: We can talk about coming to clarity as a couple around the best way to set Lake City partners up for success and let it go.
6: We can talk about the vent diagram of feeling weightiness and a sense of relief.
2: We are talking today about hellos and goodbyes, sorrowful work and great friendships.
6: We are talking about the community that birthed the work of community ministry with the Seattle Mennonite Task Force on Homelessness, the Sunday night community meals, the stop, drop and roll that eventually became God's Little Acre.
2: So we can talk today about being in transition, leaving our roles with you and returning to Canada by the end of the summer.
6: We feel the moment is now with secure funding and a strong program that new leadership is needed for Lake City partners and we lament that the Canadian border has been closed for so long limiting our ability to be with family and supporting Jonathan's parents and visiting with Thalia throughout the year we plan to take a season of sabbatical before deciding what's next
2: our hearts are full So much gratitude for your support in having birthed and nourished and dreamed with us, befriending us, and giving us opportunity to spread our wings beyond community ministry. We are grateful for the early advisory skills of Ken Crable and Rick Troyer, Rosemary Allen and Larry McCann, who were that first community ministry advisory council the volunteers of John Stoltzfus and Rebecca Allen, who prepared the way for the Eggman and Lee, for Marvin and Jim and Susan and Larry, Jennifer, Elizabeth, and Mike, to name a few of the partners along the way.
6: We anticipate the next month's being full, remembering and sharing together the good work God has done in our midst and the rich community that has blessed us. Thanks be to God.
2: Thanks be to God.
4: (sighs) Thanks be to God. And so as we have been so wisely taught in our bodies, we take in a breath. we take in another breath, and we let it out with a sigh. Oh. Friends, I'm going to repeat what I said before. And invite you to listen just a little bit differently. All of acts. And today's story in particular is about a community and communities in transition. It's about finding a way together, through comings together and partings, through clarifying ministries and embracing senses of call, through holding on to the most essential of what has been and creating space for what is emerging through sorting and discerning. It's about a community doing improv, wrestling with important issues and claiming adaptability as they sought to form and reform and transform all in the service of following Jesus together. Empowered by the Holy Spirit who was the main character in Acts is the main character at Seattle Mennonite Church a story repeated across time and space in the 2,000 years since? Indeed, this congregation's story continues. It continues through grief, through release, through gratitude for what has been, through remembering and storytelling, and through the giving birth of new ministries. Our story continues, and we will keep becoming. And Melanie and Jonathan, dear, dear, dear ones, your story continues, your deep, long story of becoming. Friends, I can only imagine that many of you are experiencing something a little like shock. And the start of a grieving journey together. We are grieving. Melanie and Jonathan are grieving. Even as the path seems clear, there is grief here. It is impossibly hard to say goodbye to beloveds. And so even as these next steps do seem clear, this congregation gave birth to Lake City Partners ending homelessness. (laughs) It's a long and storied story path. Melanie and Jonathan were called in to midwife, that community holding this thing together and have done so, so beautifully and we give thanks for you and your work. So even as the next steps seem clear, it's also really difficult for any of us to begin to ponder or fathom the farewell that we are today embarking on. So I'm gonna offer a blessing, a blessing from Jan Richardson that she wrote for Ascension Sunday. It's called Stay a blessing for Ascension Day. And it's a blessing that speaks poignantly of the gifts that can only come in the experience of loss or absence. So I offer this as a blessing to you, Melanie, and Jonathan, to you, Thalia, and to each one of you, my SMC beloveds, as we all enter this new season, seeking to watch and listen for the next invitation. Stay. I know how your mind rushes ahead, trying to fathom what could follow this. What will you do? Where will you go? How will you live? You will want to outrun the grief. You will want to keep turning toward the horizon, watching for what was lost to come back, to return to you and never leave again. For now, hear me when I say all you need to do is to still yourself, is to turn toward one another, is to stay. Wait and see what comes to fill the gaping hole in your chest. Wait with your hands open to receive what could never come except to what is empty and hollow. You cannot know it now, cannot even imagine what lies ahead, but I tell you the day is coming when breath will fill your lungs, and you'll let it out with a sigh, (laughs) when breath will fill your lungs as it never has before, and with your own ears you will hear words coming to you new and startling. You will dream dreams, and you will see the world ablaze with blessing. Wait for it still yourself stay let us pray holy and gracious god bless this church bless melanie and jonathan hold each one of us tenderly in the palm of your hand May we trust that as you have been faithful to us in the past, so you are faithful even in this hard moment, and will be faithful for all of our days. Comfort us, guide us, and bless us with the presence of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Sister Jennifer, Chair of Spiritual Leadership Team, I invite you to offer us a word at this time.
7: Thank you, Pastor Megan. There's nothing in this world that can happen that God can't redeem in the end. 40 years ago, our society failed its most vulnerable people by cutting federal funding for social services and safety nets for those who are most vulnerable, vulnerable in our society. And as those most vulnerable in our society turned in desperation to places of compassion, the churches pr- really became the front lines for helping and assisting and binding up wounds. And Lake, it, Seattle Mennonite Church was no exception. And so in the calling to ministry of Jonathan and Melanie, our beloved community ministry pastors, God did a great thing. As we've already heard enumerated, we went from stop, drop and roll on into God's little acre, wraparound services of medical and dental care, as well as mercy and compassion and friendship and companionship, McDermott housing, Valor Apartments, Lake City partners ending homelessness. Somehow Jonathan and Melanie made this community care about its most vulnerable, put into place infrastructure to outlive their service here. Their are 14 years of very hard labor in this concrete vineyard of Lake City. And so where marginalized people seek support, God provides these two beautiful Canadian people and their darling daughter came to us from another nation to help us with the failures of our society. For that, for that alone, for that alone, we have abiding gratitude and respect and the opportunity to release them to the next chapter of their lives. But there are other things they did as well. They were also very present to our congregation, you know, setting up infrastructure for dismantling the doctrine of discovery. You know, it, with that coalition that Jonathan has so ably chaired along with Sarah Augustine, um, God has moved so powerfully through our beloved pastors. Pastor Melanie set up intercessory prayer and in small groups and interplay. And can I get a witness? Did she not teach us as a congregation how to breathe? How to breathe. Well done, good servants. You have taught us well and embodied God's mercy and care to so many. And so for all of us for whom this is news this morning, I just encourage you as Pastor Melanie would to just embody your gratitude, embody all of what's in you right now, embody that so our dear pastors and beloved Thalia can see us in motion towards them. Thanks be to God. You are dearly, dearly loved, dearly loved.
0: Not think there will be a time in this congregation when we will not be taking in a breath, cutting it out with a sigh. And And before we move on to worship, offer us an opportunity to do that one more time. And to just receive. um,
4: Amy, tried talking into the mic. Sorry, I know it's it's a frustrating audio situation.
0: I turned. I.
6: I hope you can
0: hear me. We're going to just, maybe that's just a, an, a sign that we need to spend a moment breathing in silence and
5: sending our blessings.
4: One more time, we take a breath in. We take in another breath and let it out with a sigh. (sighs) Having breathed together, let us now sing, empowered by that holy breath.
1: Christ, there is no east or west In him no south or north But one great fellowship of love Throughout the whole wide earth In Christ shall true hearts everywhere Their high communion find God's service
6: For your grace this morning, and you're sitting with and companioning us in this transition. This turn to a time of prayer, wanting to hold all that we are experiencing in our world and in our community, in our family, and in our friendship groups. and on this Mother's Day. For those who have prayers, I invite you to put uh, those prayers into the chat box so they can be included during this time. Starting with a prayer from Rabbi Harold Kushner. Let the rain Come and wash away the ancient grudges, the bitter hatreds held and nurtured over generations. Let the rain wash away the memory of the hurt, the neglect. Then let the sun come out and fill the sky with rainbows. Let the warmth of the sun heal us wherever we are broken, let it burn away the fog so that we can see each other clearly so that we can see beyond labels beyond accents gender or skin color. Let the warmth and brightness of the sun melt our selfishness so that we can share the joys and feel the sorrows of our neighbors. We bring to you our sorrows and longings, now God, our hopes and our gratitude. We give thanks for the presence of Daryl and Morgan with us today and pray for all the CAMRAC staff as they prepare. Bless them in the hiring of new summer staff, fundraising for building projects, and as they work, at making a meaningful summer program for children and youth. Be with our congregation in the many transitions we are anticipating. Transitioning through the summer to more in-person worship. Calling a team to transition our MVS property Calling a new office and volunteer coordinator. Discernment around our campus and its development. Change holds promise and fear. May we hold more strongly to hope and promise. Be with Marsha in her transition out of her longtime role and responsibilities as office coordinator. We are so grateful for her faithfulness, creativity and good humor in her years of service to our church. God, we offer prayers now today for my cousins, Chris and Laura Mullet Coop, who live in Ontario, and whose youngest son, 17 year old Timothy is entering palliative care for untreatable cancer cancer that's reoccurring in his body that he experienced when he was three years old. And in this devastating blow for Timothy and his family, let them know that the grief and despair they feel, that you walk with them and you grieve with them. We pray that you be with Ani as she prepares for surgery for her torn ACL on June 2nd, a surgery that will take a long time to heal from and have a big impact on her in months to come. We pray for no additional complications. We pray for her spirit of peace and patience. We pray also for Mary Miller who will be undergoing surgery this week on her hip. In the week of convalescence, bring her healing and strength as her body mends. Be with Marvin as he offers support and care. We pray too for Larry Scheffler, newly placed in a rehab facility in recuperation after his hip surgery. We pray especially that he'll rest and let his body heal. We pray with Aunt Elena for healing for broken relationships, for the Elkinton family and for the passing of their husband and father, for their friend, Joyce adjusting to widowhood. God, for our larger world, we hold in your care the people dying in India. We despair over the desperation experienced by the people dying outside of hospitals and their loved ones not knowing how to help bring a sense of control back to our world. May vaccines be more widely available. May this pandemic end. We pray for peace in our world where the Afghan people again are destabilized by recent bombing and live in fear from the Taliban where Israelis clash with Palestinians in Jerusalem. We ache over our world's misery. May your reign break in and transform hatred. For this Mother's Day, we have gratitude for all the people who have mothered us and acknowledged Acknowledge the complex feelings and experiences related to this day. Rebecca and Adam are grateful to be back in their home after seven months, their washing machine flood. Thanks be to God for insurance and workers making things whole again. Also grateful for Boaz's sudden arm pain this morning that it's gone and his first urgent care visit is over when he suddenly felt much better. We pray also for Sarah Oyer's friend, Jay, who recently was diagnosed with Parkinson's. God of the earth and the sun and the rain, let the light of the sun be so strong that we will see all people as our neighbors, all sorrow as our sorrow, all pain as our pain. Let the earth nourished by rain bring forth flowers to surround us with beauty. And let the mountains teach our hearts to reach upward to heaven.
0: Amen. We continue prayerfully grateful for all of the gifts that each of you bring to this congregation. Gifts of money, gifts of time, gifts of your service. Today, we particularly highlight not our own offering. Faithfully give. But we acknowledge our partners in Washington Mennonite Fellowship, Camp Camrick. And as we said earlier, uh, Daryl and Morgan will be talking
2: more about
0: Camrick during our Sunday school hour. Um, but this is our opportunity to support the ministries of Camp Camrick and the, the really, really meaningful role that they play in the faith formation of our children and youth. And for our congregation as well, as um, we look forward to again, being able to use that space to retreat and build community as a congregation. So I hope that you'll follow those links that are in uh, in your chat to make a gift to Camp Cameric. uh, Sometime today, and we'll be sharing those links again in our communication this week let's sing together our hymn of sending come thou fount of every blessing come thou fount
1: of every blessing tune my heart to sing Never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the To arrive at home, Jesus saw.
4: you now to receive this benediction eternal God you call us to ventures of which we cannot see the ending by paths as yet untrodden through perils unknown give us faith to go out with courage not knowing where we go but only that your hand is leading us and your love supporting us through Christ Jesus. Amen. Go with faith and with courage.